Holiday season. Ho, ho, ho. Holiday season. Ho, ho, ho. They are coming up. Why not give yourself the gift of Stitcher Premium? Get 50% off your first payment for a limited time when you go to stitcherpremium.com and use the promo code FRIDAY50. Stitcher Premium. You get you get 21,000 hours of original content like Marvel's Wolverine, Issa Rae's Fruit. I love that one. Oh, access to exclusive bonus episodes of your favorite podcast like ours, like Freakonomics, like Bitch Sesh. I'm on that. Oh, of course you Sometimes. are. You're great on that. Also, uh, Lost and Found, hosted by Matt McConkie. You can get that on Stitch Premium. What a fantastic Not to brag. miniseries that was. I hope you do more. Um, plus, you get ad-free archives, hundreds of stand-up comedy albums. Just go to stitcherpremium.com and use promo code FRIDAY50. That's FRIDAY50 for 50% off your first payment. You are my fire, my one desire. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you so much. I was trying to think of the next lyric, and I forgot. Yeah, um, yeah I don't remember either. You would think I would, but yeah. I don't. Uh, well, that is, of course, one of the most confusing songs of all time by yes. the Backstreet Boys. Uh-huh. I want it that way. I want it that way. A classic that uh, nobody can tell you what it's uh, about, really. We were discussing the Backstreet Boys and all things boy bands because mm-hmm. our own Dana Wickens is going to see the Backstreet Boys uh, eight months from now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's really excited. Yeah. We Next are too. August, but she's got the tickets already, and I appreciate that kind of devotion. I really want to go. Okay. With no. Dana. Yeah. I want the Friends ticket. Yeah. So just something to note. Let me tell you, as somebody who has seen the New Kids on the Block Within the last couple of years at the forum. So have I. I, and I Did you them. go to that show? I, they played the forum a few times, oh. so I don't know. This but was yes. the one with Nelly and TLC. No, no. I saw the one with uh, N- New Kids in 98 Degrees and Boys to Men. Oh, wow. Oh, that's good. It was real, real good. Um, let me tell you about the, the Nelly TLC, uh, New Kids on the Block. Doors were at seven. We showed up at eight. We were two songs into TLC's set already. So, like, the doors opened at seven. Nelly was playing when the doors, like, it was like click country grammar. Yeah. It was playing, like, before a single person had entered the forum. So he's on and off by 730. Wow. TLC comes tough. out. Say what? Tough. tough I know. It's Nelly. a tough one. It off is a tough stage one. by 730. Yeah. Well, um, and stop me if I've said this on the air before, but- oh, um, to me. TLC were on for maybe 45 minutes, right? And they, uh, so it's, it's T-Boz and Chili, and they're in like these iridescent um, overalls, and they have this great bunch of young dancers, right? So they go and they play like five, six songs, and the dancers go crazy. And then uh, T-Boz and Chili are like, you know, let introduce our dancers. And they like introduce the dancers, and then they go away, and the dancers dance for like 10 minutes. Mm. So I'm thinking this is going to be the costume change of all time. Yeah. And they come back in there in the exact same iridescent <laughs> overalls. Like, I think they just left the venue and had a cigarette. They just needed a minute. Back. Sure. Yeah. And then New Kids on the Block, who were down one Jonathan Knight. because he, he didn't uh, make it. He did not make it. He didn't make it. I thought he was doing better. Um, this was a face injury. Oh. He fell on his face, and he hurt his face. Oh, I vaguely remember yeah. this. Remember when he broke his face? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he couldn't, he couldn't join. Did he break his face, or did he do what old what country singer just did and pretend that there was an accident so they can get some 
Oh, well, yank done, and then people no, go, oh, yeah, no. you look pretty good for somebody who just had a face injury. And I, I actually have it on good authority that he really did break his face. Oof. Yeah. Tough. Yeah, there's a whole story, and I can't say it on the air. If you, hey, a listener, if you find me in person, corner me, and I'll tell you the story. Ooh, baby. Yeah. Um, okay, but I must tell you that this coming Monday, we're recording a little bit in advance, mm-hmm. I am going to the Belasco Theater in downtown Los Angeles. To see? To see B.B. Mac. <gasps> yeah, that's right. B.B. Mac. We just had this discussion and I didn't know who that was. Yeah. But now it's starting to come back to me. Is it starting to dawn? Yeah, they came sort of, at, they were there at the crest of the boy band wave. And they were sort of lumped into it in a way that's probably not fair. Because they're British. Well, you can be a British boy band. Well, I'm talking a you know a proper boy band. I'm talking. Yeah. I'm a purist oh, in really? the vein of it, New Kids, uh, 98 Degrees, In Sync, Backstreet. This is very nationalist. 100. percent This is very Trump. When it comes to because this erases take that. This erases Westlife, Boy yep. Zone. Yep, they're out. Jeez. All of them out. Build wow. that wall. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold, wait, one direction. <laughs> nope, they're out. Jesus, Zane, man. however, well, Matt stay. Matt takes a hard line. Really, Zane's your <laughs> Zane's your man in that not even in that lineup. That clear on who that is. But. Okay, um, they all have too many tattoos. Except That's Nile, true. I think Nile's my my man on that one. Okay. Anyway, BB Mac were uh, three very handsome British boys. Two of them played guitars. Um, in, for the second album, anyway, uh, the like the sort of lead ish singer, the blonde one, had what we would now call a Kate Gosselin haircut. Oh, the uh, can I talk to him, the manager haircut? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. very much. Can I talk to the manager? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they were gr- Yeah, there you go. Oh my oh, god, we're looking yeah, at, yeah, that is a long swoop in the front and uh-huh. then tight and spiky in the back. Uh huh. Some uh, some aggressive highlights. Uh, they were good. That second album, out of out of my head, out of your head. Out of your heart, I don't know. Out of something mm-hmm. was really great. I I played it a lot. I really I like them, and I got to know them a little bit, sort of in Ooh. my MTV days, just because they would come by, and sure. and because they were sort of third tier, nobody wanted to interview them, and I was more than happy. To. <laughs> um, so I'm going. Um, it's very possible that it will be me, Damian Fahey, and Gideon Diego. So it'll be a little wow. MTV reunion. At, and it's not even at the Belasco Theater. It's at the Belasco Ballroom, which is upstairs. It's a little 200-seat venue upstairs. So it's going to be intimate. Intimate. Yeah. Same night, 98 Degrees is doing their holiday show at the Wiltern. So there might How be violence downtown. How could you miss that? I can miss that. I have already actually seen them live. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you, you, you'll you know what you're getting Recently, into. I've seen them live, actually. I saw them in the last, like, three or four years. How are they holding up? Great. Yeah. Great. You know what? They were built to age. They were built to last. That's right. Degrees. Because the they were, as the kids in the hall said in, in a memorable sketch from the early 90s, the cute do not age well. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like you, you, a Nick Carter, an Aaron Carter will have some, some tough 30s. Well, yeah. They were never Twinkie. That's why they're, they'll age well. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right. And Jeff Timmons <laughs> will hit his 50s. Beautifully. He'll still be fine. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. And he will and he works that Las Vegas uh uh Chippendale circuit. Oh god, yeah. Yeah. When are they gonna do their uh Vegas residency? Well, I mean he Jeff Timmons really does do Chippendales in Las no, Vegas. No, no, I know, but I'm saying ninety eight degrees. Why why are they sleeping on that? Yeah, they should really get on that. Like they've got better things to do. I know. Come on. 
And also, it's very possible that it's already been happening for 10 years and you just didn't know about well, it. If it is, then I'm definitely going to swipe that ticket from Dana's friend. Yeah. Then I could go to Vegas. I could see Backstreet and 98 Degrees. Oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, Jeff Jeff was my was my guy in 98 Degrees. Did you have a – are you are you a, a Nick Lachey? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Straight up Nick. Okay. All Nick all the time. In um, sync. Oh, God. Um I mean, Kevin is the one jumping out at me, but it, uh, it's more of out of no. re- repulsion. No. No, see, I'm sorry. Is... I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> you are I've you are jumping. <laughs> and truly, I mean, Kevin with this ESV. this conversation, Dana Show truly picture, will Dana, not be me. like she can't control herself. <laughs> I, I, this is really Dana in her really... in her element. Oh my god! <laughs> okay. So we're looking JC, at a picture of NSYNC. Which, by the way, JC is the Kevin of NSYNC. That's for absolutely better or for right. worse. So uh, naturally, that's why I'm saying Kevin. Mm-hmm. JC is my NSYNCer. You? Yeah. Uh, same. Same. I got a it's thing for yeah, blue eyes and dark, dark hair. I mean, he's the obvious. I mean, what else are you going to do? The, the, who's this one with the dreadlocks? Oh, Chris? that would be Chris Kirkpatrick. Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chris is, of course, his equivalent is Danny from New Kids on the Block, who has aged very well. And does yeah, yes. backflips and cartwheels. Yes, he does. Yeah. Um, for Ben, uh, the choice would be a Joey Fatone. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Even now? Oh, even especially now, actually. Yeah. I don't know that we've spent enough time dealing with his, and I hate this is so hacky, but dealing with Joey's last name. Yes. That that was not changed <laughs> feels to me like a gross oversight. Yes. And I, Yeah. He should sue whoever that pedophile manager was. That yeah, that's malpractice. That's time. malpractice. Uh, I do remember the the uh, Lisey Harrison, Lisey Gottlieb at the time. She's gone on to write the Click series of books uh-huh, for uh, uh-huh. for young readers, and uh, she was a uh, she was a writer that I worked with, and she referred to him as Joey Fat One, and I was like, it was like the veil was lifted <laughs> from my eyes. I was like, I hadn't seen it. It's cruel. It's Joey Fat One. It's cruel, and he kind of was the the bigger of the bunch. Yeah. But look, I'm walking around being called Bat McConkey. I have no room laughing at anyone's last names. Wait, but what? that's an especially you've been called what last name? I'm saying I have a I have a shitty last name. No, you I, don't. I know, you have I'm a great not, last name, Dave McConkey. Yes, McConkey. Yes, there's a conk in the middle of my last name. It's got character. And the only thing that takes you out of it is a key. I, when I wanted to be an actor, I was going to drop my last name and just go by my middle name as my which, which would be is. so my name would be Matthew Thomas. Oh. Because no. I thought that seemed like more of a leading man name and then I realized nope I look much more like a McConkey. Yeah, you keep it. It suits you. Oh, I'm you stuck with it now. It. Uh so then you would be a Kevin then in uh, the Backstreet Boys. Well I gotta think about that. Who are you in the Backstreet Boys? Oh Kevin for sure. Yeah who's the only but Kevin now has you know, taking a turn for the strange. He does look like he uh, wears a vial of someone's blood around his neck. Yeah, yeah. There's a gothic. Oh, yeah. We're looking at. Oh, wow. And the facial hair is just alarming. Yeah, Weird he's seen as producing a lot of great pictures for us. Yeah, yeah there. You go. Yeah, he's kind Ooh. of. A, oh, yeah. He's a pirate. Oh no, yeah. but that's surely that's his his wax figurine. Nope, I believe that's the. No. That's real actually deal. him. Yeah. So he's a full-time villain in Red Dead Redemption or, or something? I think I might be a Kevin in the Backstreet Boys. That is Kevin. I'm sorry. What's the uh, – who's the, the – Brian. Brian. Okay. 
Wow, yeah. this one IPA has really gone to my head. I apologize, everybody. Home of Philly after dark. It's a work in progress. Um, surely you're not a Nick. God, Nick is too no. no. It's too dewy. Yeah, Brian. I'm a Brian. Let's see him now. Let's see him now. Well, that's, that's Nick. Nick. That's Howie. Let's see them all now. Okay, let's see. Holly. Dana. 2018 photo. 2018. Because they just came out with stuff. Yeah. Yeah, these are. I'm so sorry for the audience. I mean, yeah, we'll listening to us. Google image is tough, but yeah, Brian has held up nicely. Of them now, yeah. Don't do the. You know, okay. Kevin's hair is is that of Janice from the Muppets, right? the darker. <laughs> it, it's really the goatee that is problematic, mm-hmm. and it's the embellished. It's one of those very tight fitted button downs with like kind of like boxy like chest pockets and the jeans are very overly tattered that's a really tough trend that is the overly tattered jean when is that going to go away the the jeans with the fancy fancy pockets and yet it just keeps going thanks to people like kevin Mm -hmm. uh but yeah but so i i nobody really knocked me out in like the main in in like you know the the big boy band so i had to go i had to go a tier deeper right i had to go to a jeff timmons i had to go to a to a stee from uh B.B. Mac. Oof. No, yeah. I don't know what that means. What uh, about the new kids? Um, Probably Jordan. Yeah. I know that's basic. You it's know who's choice. aged the best on the wall is Joey. Oh, yeah. Joey is absolutely and gorgeous. He can still hit those notes. Yes, he can. Yes, he can. I, was, oh, I will say I was drawn to a Jonathan just because he was so shy. And I did think that I might have, you know, seen... You know, just a, a yearning, a searching in the eyes that felt yeah, familiar to me. And sure. that sure enough turned out to me. Oh, we're looking at a current picture and Kevin got a haircut. And you know what? He looks great. I'm he does back on good. Kevin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> just in. I'm yeah. back on Kevin. Yep, 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 yep. Well, thank you for Michael's joining us. Michael's going to hate this episode. <laughs> Who is? Michael. Not that he didn't know. He's, he's, he's fine. Um, well, thank you for joining us on that journey down uh, boy band memory lane. Yeah. Uh, when we come back, a colleague, a friend. Uh, someone I am delighted to have on the show. She yes. is he hilarious. She uh, writes or has written for uh, for Cosmopolitan. She does Tinder Live all around the country. She's got a book coming out called How to Be Alone. I am delighted to bring you Miss Lane Moore after the break. Yay. Dave. Yes. Conan O'Brien. Yeah. Uh. One of my high school heroes. Heroes? I'm so heroes? nervous that he's going to be in the Earwolf Halls that I can't even speak right now. No, I'm not I kidding. understand. I'm so starstruck just by saying his name. You're sweating and crying at the same time. Conan has a new podcast here at Earwolf called Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. It could be you, Matt. Oh, my. oh yeah. God. Oh, God. Well, Conan O'Brien, if you didn't know, has been on TV for a quarter of a century. That is 25 years. But he realized... In the middle of this journey, he has never made a real lasting friendship with any of his celebrity guests. So he has started a podcast to find some. His first guest is Will Ferrell. We'll find out if they end up being friends. Mm -hmm. Uh, Upcoming guests include Wanda Sykes, Nick Offerman, Kristen Bell. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. What if he has Jennifer Aniston on? Oh, my God. My heart will explode. Can I just be there when you find out? That's all I ask. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Plus, Conan answers all the questions callers are dying to know, like the secret to his hair and his favorite Star Wars prequel. The first episode with Will Ferrell, they talk about the last time Conan was on stage with Ron Burgundy, how Twitter makes them feel, that Lifetime movie that Will made with Kristen Wiig. I don't know if you saw that. Do you remember that? Profound. I know. 
It seems like a hundred years ago, doesn't it? It's it probably like three years ago. Yeah. Anyway, check out the first episode of Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend with Will Ferrell in your favorite podcast app and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Folks, we are back with the wondrous, luminous, uh, luminous, and delightful, slightly goth <laughs> in, a, in an accessible way. Yeah, accessible goth is yeah. how I want to be, you know, screw writer, comedian, whatever. No, no, just accessible goth. <laughs> yeah. Take it Friendly away. goth. Yeah. Lane Moore. Yay. Hi. I'm so glad to finally be here. I am so, we both are thrilled to finally have you. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. It's been a long time coming. It really has. It Can really we has. start by just talking about your turtleneck? Yes, I got it today. It I'm says very witch. Excited. It says witch across the turtleneck. And I was just, I was just like, I was like, you know what? It's book launch. Like what'll make you like talking to myself in the third person, but like, what'll make you happy? And I was like, I would just love to have like a bunch of like brand new goth nonsense. Yes. They're like, I just feel the most like myself. Just like, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I would, that's what I would like. Cause I think there's a part of you like, I don't know. I don't know. It like, when you write a book, there's a part of you that's like, I should dress like an author. I'm an author. And I was like, no, you're a kid who's like stuck in 1999. And like you will, that's you. That's who you are. And that's where you feel happiest. So don't go by the like Oscar de la Renta, (laughs) do the whole thing. Like be who you are, which is like someone who wishes she could be a Delia's model. (laughs) (laughs) Just live there. But do you have a connection to the the craft, the film or the the craft itself. Oh, witchery? yes, yes, all oh, of do. the above. Um there is a there is an essay that's in in How to Be Alone that's very um very influenced by by Wicca and by the movie The Craft Whoa, and also me. Yeah, um it's just basically it's a very very queer story um about me trying to uh Basically, like, I deeply wanted to have, like, a group of of women who, like, we would summon something for some reason. Like, I just really wanted that. And so um, I tried to on Halloween. Like, I got a bunch of – I was really, like – I was really obsessed with with witchcraft and things like that. And um, I like, an early – at an early age, um, I started doing tarot readings really early, and mm. everybody hated me because I predicted a death. <laughs> so oh, that, a death that was that a quick way happens? to lose friends. Yeah, oh, I shit. someone got the death card, and I was like, "No, it could mean transformation." I'm like 11, and I was like, "It could mean transformation." No, no, it's not a death. And like one of the people closest to her died the next day, and like everyone stopped talking to me for like <gasps> the rest of school. <laughs> Seriously. Wow. So now it's like okay, but then also uh, now I've become really good friends with Rachel True who is in the craft and I'm so excited to hang out with her this week we've been like internet friends for a long time and we talk on the phone all the time and I'm so excited to like hang out with her while I'm here she's I, so cool I got a uh, a tarot reading from her you did yes. oh that's on my that's one of the things I want to do yeah she's so cool she's just like the kindest coolest funniest person she's I don't know I love her I think she's great it was a tarot Rachel True of course is in the sure. cast of the craft yeah. Yeah. she does uh, readings here in LA at the House of Intuition she's super like witchy and cool like witchy is a, a big compliment from me yeah but um but yeah she's really like we'll have these like weird deep conversations that it's so funny because we're both so aware of like when you talk about things like that you know like when you talk about anything witchy or metaphysical or whatever like we both know how we sound and it's really funny though because like we'll do this tap dance I, I do this with a lot of my friends who are into any stuff like that where you're just like I know this is really lame and I know and like all my friends are like that we have constant moments where like why are we why do we do this like no one thinks you're lame we're all on the same page I don't know that's funny 
Yeah, it's a way of being like, guys, I'm still cool. I'm still exactly, still but it's like we're both yeah. having this conversation right. and being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. it's like, why do we feel like someone's going to judge us when we're both loving the same things? Right. I don't really know. But. No judgments here, none at all. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe some. As I <laughs> ask the question, what uh, what are your other like formative movies of your? Oh of your God, years? there are so many. Literally, um, my. Uh, my book dedication is just a giant list of all of the people, and by that I mean movies, TV, music that raised me, um, including, yeah, oh, man, um, and including TV shows. Did you uh-huh. say that? Yeah, okay, sure. cool. I'm yeah. just going to rattle stuff off. Whatever, um, whatever you want. You take it anywhere you want to. That's all I like. Yeah. I, I love movies and TV and books and music more than I've loved people. I understand um, that. You get it. Yeah. Um, Buffy for sure. Veronica Mars, uh, Empire Records, Wonderfalls. Um, Scream is huge for me. I'm a huge Scream fan. I've seen it easily over a thousand times, mm. I'm sure. Wow. Um, yeah, I'm like really obsessed with Scream. I have a Scream poster the on The whole wall. series or are you... Oh, no. Oh, you mean like all four yeah. movies? Uh, yes, I can rank them if need be in this let's, episode. Let's go ahead and do that. <laughs> first one is first, of course. Like of the first course. one is just so classic. The the second ranking is definitely the fourth one because that one doesn't get enough attention. The fourth I just one's really good. It. It's, it's good. really good. Now tell me, remind me what happens in the fourth one. Yeah, Emma Roberts it. plays yes. Nev Campbell's okay. yeah. niece, and and sort of the 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 um the premise is that someone is making a reboot. Whereas before it's like the killer's trying to make a sequel. The killer's trying to make a trilogy. Yeah, now it's like, like, we got to do it's 2011. What are the kids doing now? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so it was like the killer's doing a reboot. Um, yeah. and, uh, it's, so it's really good. Is that the one with Courtney Cox where she has the problematic bangs or that's, <laughs> that's three, no, three. That's, that's number three. three. So somebody, um, I've where, Scream 2 and where Scream 3 rank on this list is up for much debate. And by that, I mean on my Twitter only. <laughs> no one else is really hitting the message boards trying to figure out which where they rank. Um, it's tough because it's like Parker Posey is in the third one yes. and she's so great. But then it's like there is a lot of good in the second one. And there's a lot of like 90s teen stars and Sarah Michelle Gellar's in it. Of course, I love her. But I don't know. They're both kind of equal to me in terms of like being not the, as good. I remember. Two I don't really rewatch them that much. Introducing me to uh, Timothy Oliphant's chest area. Oh, yeah, right. and There's Timothy Oliphant is very him. good in that. Yeah, he is. There's a shot of him just in a t-shirt, and you're like, "How does what is what is your body?" That's all. Yeah. How does that work? Wait, what do you mean? What happens to his body? In that? No, nothing. It's just like there's a shot, and it's like I feel like it's from below, and he's holding a gun. Because spoiler alert, he and Laurie Metcalf end up being the killers. Yeah, it's but like it's, a twenty year old spoiler. So yeah, if you haven't yeah, yeah. seen it, yeah, too late. It's not my fucking fault. <laughs> but just the way that he's holding himself, it's just like what are what are these pectoral muscles that are. So perfect and square. I never neither good nor bad, just simply confusing. No, very good. Oh, very <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, he is good. so hot. He is crazy he's hot. So crazy hot, and and also crazy hot. Like yeah. he's like he seems insane, and yeah. you're like, yeah. yeah. He almost okay. he almost killed me. I what? saw him crossing Sweetser uh, on Sunset. I was driving, and I saw him, and he was wearing a, it was a breezy day. He was wearing a loose fitting, kind of a like a James Purse t shirt uh-huh. in white. And just, and in my mind, it was like billowing in slow motion. Showing off those square pecs. Showing off those, those, those square pecs. Yeah. And, uh, and I just, I was transfixed. And then I looked up and I was fully in opposing traffic. 
Oh my god. Okay, yeah. so he almost killed you with his hotness. Like yes. I thought you were gonna be like Timothy Olyphant is nuts, and I almost no, died, no, no, and he tried no. to kill me like in Scream Two. Nope. And nope. it's just like nope with his slow motion hotness. Yeah, dude. Have you ever seen this? Is just gonna become the Timothy Olyphant episode. <laughs> have you ever seen right. early photos of him when he was like in college? It will make your penis explode. Really? It's I'm so look him up right now. You. Oh my Dana? god, he is like Dana's the hottest. It. Like it's like he's hot. Always, but like, or like, even his high school photo, you're like, what? No, wow. no, my genitals can't handle it. Wow, he's oh, so he was pretty. Blonde. Wow, oh, he's like look. just so pretty. Well, there's this. Oh, right, you're dang. just like you fucking angel yeah. of hotness. Like, can you imagine going to school with that and trying to focus? Yeah, he's a little. So, I like, I like the shorter. Hair. Right, oh, like, shut sister. up. <laughs> exactly, like it's stunning. Like you can't believe he was hotter. Like just well. I just yeah. can't. Well, my brain just got ripped in half. I told you, like, just your everything just explodes. You're just, we'll you don't be, know. Yeah, we'll be posting these pictures. Yeah, on you'll, you'll feed at Homophilia Pod. <laughs> Good. These will be our new profile. Jeez, Great. Yeah, 10 out of 10. Wait, so, Lane, go back to your yeah. list. I'm sorry, I derailed sure. us with the screen oh, conversation. Fine. But Yeah, um, and Timothy Olympon distracted us with his hotness, of course. as he does all the time. As he does. As you know, it's, causing deaths. Yeah, um, be weaponized. Yeah, what else? Um, I always, I always blank because I just rewatch them all the time. Um, oh, I loved uh, like Slums of Beverly Hills. Um, what else? There's, I don't. Uh, Reality Bites for sure. Oh, me too. Um, so good. It's just like, yeah, I'm I, not Gen X, but like a lot of my taste is very Gen X. So a lot of my friends are Gen X because it's just a weird. I liked stuff that was older than me. Have you seen to it. Juliet Naked? No, not yet. I don't know how I'd feel about it. It's it's re- if you're a reality bites fan, you Huge. must see it. Okay, because it does feel. I mean, I guess I am Gen X, depending on who. I don't know, but I'm squarely um, Gen X. Yeah, you are in the mm-hmm. the old timey Gen X dictionary. Yeah. next to the picture, mm-hmm. that's Dave Holmes. Definitely. Anyway, um, uh, what was I talking about? Juliet Naked Juliet is. Naked, yeah. uh, it, it 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 can you one can read it as sort of an unofficial sequel to Reality Bites. Interesting. In okay, I'd have to see. Yeah, it's as if Ethan Hawke's character aged. What what you know? Yeah. he'd be like as a middle aged guy. That just. I'm going to interrupt the story, but for the best reason, I just have another movie. Romy Michelle's High School Reunion is one oh. of my favorite movies of all time. It's also totally in the book dedication. All like all these things are just like, because they were touchstones. It was just like, when I didn't have anybody else, it was like, oh, this movie, this movie, this movie, this movie. Like, yeah. Those are huge. Yeah. Like, I just. Yeah, Romeo and Michelle is perfect. It's, it's literally perfect. perfect. I met the writer of that um, years ago in L.A. There was some sort of talk she was doing. Um, and I went over to her and just wept on her and was like, this movie meant everything to me and my best friend. And like, blah, 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 blah. And like, because it was like a friend who I was like totally in love with, who I also talk about in the book. But like, um. We just used to watch that movie every weekend. It was just like everything, you know, every, everything to us. And it still is. And she was so sweet and like sent me an autographed copy of the script and some post-its from the press junket. And I was some like. Post-its. Some post-its. Oh. I know. And it's like just all this convergence of like being a kid who loves all of this media and then like now being an adult who's in that field. Like I've done shows with Janine Garofalo and I've cried on her many times just because she's such a touchstone. Yeah, like she's, yeah. She's everything. How Ugh. did she handle being cried upon? Oh, God. Yeah, that was the first time. We were on a stand-up show together, and I um, 
I don't think I even thought I was going to be cool. Like I just met her and I was just like, ah, like just immediately. Yeah. Um, there's like a few people I've cried on. It was like her, um, Anna Nancy Wilson from Heart. I've cried on sure. just They're crying on. They're used to it. I, it's just, there's a photo of me with Anna Nancy Wilson and it's just like, I just look like, uh, and they look so beautiful. And I'm just like weeping and ugly, uh, comparatively. But, um, yeah, no, she was very, she was just so sweet. And I'm sure she gets this, especially from like female comics all the time. Cause yeah, yeah, she's yeah. just, she's everything. And she's, she's still like, she's, yeah, she's just an unstoppable. Have you been to the Romy and Michelle dance party? No, what? You know about this? it? Okay, it's Rod Thomas, who records under the name Bright Light, Bright Light. He's somebody we should also have on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, he DJs also, and, uh, and he has this sort of uh, moving party called Romeo and Michelle's Dance Party. Okay. And, it's, like and there you can write your requests on Post-its and stick them up around Love the place. It. Wow. Yeah. It's not necessarily music from the movie. It's just kind of like, it's just pop music through the years, but it's fantastic. He's a great DJ. Interesting. If you have an opportunity- Go check it out. Okay, yeah, I'm definitely skeptical mm-hmm. of DJs. I skeptical I, of DJs. I DJ occasionally out of spite for the way I feel for most DJs, mm-hmm. where I'm just like, "This is what you should have played," uh, and like I'm just like spitefully so DJing. What are those? What are your <laughs> um a lot of um you know Montel Jordan get it on tonight. Uh, a lot of Missy Elliott. Um, uh, a lot, um, White Town, uh, Your Woman, like, just stuff that you can, like, you know, I just, I don't like a lot of, like, I hate, especially going to, like, a queer bar and it's just, like, all Lady Gaga. I'm like, this is not what I want to yeah. dance to. Like, right. this is not the sweet spot for me of music. Or even, like, Britney Spears, I'm like, okay, Britney, like, yeah, Britney Spears is great, but, like, that's not... When Those I go out, queer bars dominated by gay men. Ap- oh, a yeah. thousand percent. Uh, yeah, and a very specific sub segment. Yeah, that, uh, that does not like to relinquish control of the speakers. Right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I feel that I would dance to both the that their trashy playlist, but also your legitimately good playlist. Thank yeah. you. I yeah, I take sure. I take great pride in, it. and I love like when I when I play stuff and having people come up and they're like, "You're playing like my dream playlist." I'm like, "See, I'm just trying to show the people how it could be." Yeah. Uh-huh. And then I pack up my stuff and I ride out of town like I saved everyone. Speaking of both Britney Spears and Juliette Lewis, what? do you know what I'm gonna? Bring up. I, I heard there was a Juliet Lewis video. To, oh, oh yeah, yes, yeah, the video. Well, I just saw it. it where I just was. I'm gonna play it. Yeah, I'm gonna play it for y'all. What? Yeah, um, it's just a quick thing, but it, <laughs> she really has uh, tapped into uh, the mood of the day. I would say. <laughs> um, so I'm just gonna really quickly. It's a really intense video. It's brief, it's but very, intense. very intense. Hold on, wait. Hold on. Here, I'm just gonna turn it up. I'm gonna play it into my microphone. Yeah. She's just she, like in uh, the car. The she's just she's in, in the car. car. And uh, she speaks for us all when she says. Can't you save us, Britney Spears? Can we be saved? God, why is Satan controlling the universe? <laughs> <laughs> and then she turns up work, bitch. And, and then that's a whole video. It just stops there. Her head. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's it. So it's a lot. It's wow. a lot. I found that to be very cathartic today. You know who else yeah. we should have on is uh, is it Chris Crocker? Chris Cocker. Crocker. Crocker. Oh, that's oh, right. That Brittany, leave Brittany alone. Yeah, I long to have fans like that. 
that will like openly weep in YouTube videos in my defense. That sure. just seems so intense and great. It yeah. seems like the kind of fan you are already. Yeah, yeah. it is. No, yeah, so I, it's yeah, the kind absolutely. Of fan you it so is. I get so protective of of so many people that I like actors and actresses that I love. Absolutely, sure. musicians, anybody that it's like like if anybody. If, if I ever, and it's very rare that I do, but like if I ever heard anybody talking shit about Fiona Apple, I would maybe like punch Ooh. them and their family mm-hmm. and it's fine. Okay. I get it. There's I just certain it. people where I'm like, she is sacred. Yeah. Where is she by the way? She, I have, um, I think she's working on new stuff, I think, but yeah, she's, just, I think she lives here. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I know she pops into Largo once every six months. Yeah. I don't give a shit. I need new music. I yeah. know. I Although know. It's I love ama- her so much. It's great seeing her at Largo. I mean, like I'm sure I never dream. have, and I can't. I've yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, like I've never seen a full show of hers, but every now and then, like back when they would do the sort of variety show there, yeah, like, like with John Bryan and stuff, she yeah. would just pop in, and it She's was so like, cool. She's geez, like one of my I'd heroes. I'd like for her to pop out and get back to Venice and get, get back to work. Get back in that studio, <laughs> Fiona. How album. dare you? How what? dare you? <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, she Lane, will I'm do sorry. it. She will do it on her own time. <laughs> you're right, Lane. You're right, you're right. I say that only as a fellow fan. So what? What are you liking now? I'm like she's working through stuff. What's new that you like? What's new that I like? Um, the 90s were an incredible time. You're really making me want to dive back into yeah. that. But like what's – Yeah, right. I think I need you to tell me what's good now. Um, okay. Uh, one person I listen to a lot of and so much so that I named my dog after her is Lights. Have you heard Lights? I've heard of Lights. She's a Canadian uh, singer and I love her music so much. It's very like Sia Ellie Goulding, mm. but, um, and she also, her last album, I'm such a huge fangirl of hers. Um, her last album, she also drew a comic book that goes along with it, which is so my shit. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah, she's really, really cool and I love her and I saw her live and it was just like, it was, it was amazing. I just, yeah. I think she's so great. Lights. Um, yeah, I don't listen to like a ton, a ton of new music. Like, I think if I looked on my, there's, I don't know, there's not, a ton of people. And it's like, I think I also like, I, I love really hard as I don't even need to say that at this point, oh, no. but, um, but I have a hard time when someone comes out with like one single, that's really great. And then the rest aren't great. Cause like, I don't want to just love one song. And if that's all that's there that I really love, then I'm not going to remember that. Like, I love that song. Like there's that one song by, um, it's by like 20 people, but it's that like cashmere cat song, uh, miss you. That's so good. I, I love that. I don't do you think know I what? know it. I don't think I do either. It's really good. And it's, it's, um, who else is it? I'm sleepy. I don't know who else is on it, but it's like a bunch of, it's, it's like a bunch of music producer people, but it's really, mm-hmm. it's really catchy and dancey. And, Are but it's got some French, got some cashmere cat. I don't think so. Yeah. Who else is on that? Do you know? It's like, it's like, I can't think of his name. It's like some other dude that you'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah. But it's quite good. It's okay. quite good. <laughs> Great. Um, what about TV wise? Any what, what's in your queue at the moment? Oh, I um, I'm obsessed. Have you guys seen you? Yes. On Lifetime. Oh, just kidding. No, I haven't. Okay, fine. it's fine. Um, I know that was real. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I'm friends with the the writer Caroline Kepnes, and um, she wrote the books, and they got turned into a TV show, and um. I think it's Greg Berlanti and it's yeah. like, it's everything's Greg Berlanti. Totally. And Sarah Gamble. And it's like, um, but it's so fucking good. Cause I love thrillers and it's just such a, it's a really well done show. It just had the season finale, but I really recommend that. I always forget what else I'm watching. Oh my God. Another show I love is naturally Danny CO. Have you ever seen no. it? No, Naturally who? Naturally Danny CO. I don't know what this he is. He is like 
I don't know. I don't know if he's out and I don't know if he's queer. I don't want to assume that. I feel like, yes. But <laughs> Sounds like we're assuming. Yeah. A but. little bit. But it's like, I, you know, who knows? I could be wrong. I don't know. And it's like when someone's not out, you feel weird just being like, you're gay. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be that asshole. But it's so like, he's like this combination of like Martha Stewart and Mr. Rogers and, and like, um, he's like all like environmentally like eco-friendly things. And it's just like, He'll, you know, teach you how to make something out of this old jug. And like, here's a vegan recipe. And it's just using pine nuts. And you're like, okay. It's just like very soothing. He's just like this very soothing man who's just like, just so like cheerful. And he's just like, here's how to live your best life and just recycle. And let's just make the world better. And I'm like, let's, Daddy. Yeah, we need him. We had to tell Julia Lewis about him. Yeah. Yeah. He's just very... It's, I don't know, it's interesting. Oh, and then Glow, of course. I fuck, Have you you've seen Glow, yes, right? Yes, yes, I just rewatch Glow over and over again. When Again, I love hard. <laughs> I can't let it go. I want to stay. I love this. And we're going to get deeper into the hard, hard loving mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of Lane Moore. That's right. Oh, yeah. The hard, hard loving That's of Lane right. Moore. That should Tinder be the title profile. of your next book. Totally. It's very pornographic. <laughs> <laughs> and that's fine. After this break. Robin Hood. Yes, Batman. Oh, Robin Hood. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes, Batman and Robin Hood. <laughs> the, oh. the classic duo. I mean, two things that have been rebooted so many times. It's weird that they haven't been rebooted together. Why not bring them together? How many freaking times are we going to have to see Batman's origin stories? I know that his fucking parents hey, died. Spoiler. His parents died and he watched it and it made him mad and he was mad his whole life. Anyway, Robin Hood steals from the, the rich and gives to the poor, but it's also an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks. ETFs or ETFs. All those. I don't even really know. Uh, options. Cryptos. Uh, and uh, a lot of commissions you paying on these or? Commission free, man. <gasps> All commission free. So even if you are a stock market newcomer, you can invest for the very first time with true confidence. And they've got a clear design. They've got easy to understand charts and market data. Even a dum-dum like me can understand this thing. Uh-huh. Robinhood lets you place a trade on your smartphone in just four little taps. Yep. It's real easy. I have one share of Groupon that I got for signing up. Congratulations. It's dude. it's a pleasure to watch it go up and down. Uh, if I ever have a little mad money, I might do some investing with my Robin Hood, and I'll tell you all about it. Uh, you can discover new stocks. You can track favorite companies with a personalized news feed and get custom notifications for price movements, movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. Robin Hood is giving listeners a free stock like Apple or Ford or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. Just sign up at homophilia.robinhood.com. That is homophilia.robinhood.com. Well, they yes. finally figured out what I'm getting my uh, birth mom for the holidays. Well, she's a listener, so uh, I hope she's covered those the ears. Ads. Colleen, don't listen. Maybe she's got Stitcher Premium. Here's the thing, anyway. story worth. Yes, tell me about it. It makes it easy and fun for your loved ones to share their stories so you can get to know them in a whole new way with questions you've never thought to ask. So what you do, uh-huh. you purchase a subscription for uh, loved ones, and then each week, story worth sends them an email with questions about their life and then they just reply with the story or they can even record it over the phone they can call in the story worth number all the stories are private of course they're only shared with the family that you choose 
you save them, you can edit your stories at storyworth.com, and then after a year, they bind them into this beautiful keepsake book, which brings families together every week, and it's a great way to connect you with your loved ones. You can learn about their relatives, and you can preserve your memories for future generations. Well, what a great gift for the holidays, or for any of your loved ones who enjoy telling stories. For $20 off, visit storyworth.com slash homo when you subscribe. That's storyworth.com slash homo for 20 bucks off. And we're back. We're back with Lane Moore. Yay. How are you, Lane Moore? Doing good. Do you have a relaxing break? Doing good. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, what didn't so I do? Much <laughs> good, good, good. <laughs> Lane, earlier when you said uh, by this time next week I'll be married, was that a joke? Or, yeah. Oh, so you're not actually engaged to be married. <laughs> or is it? Um, we can't know what'll happen in the in the following week. No, of course not. You know, I'm here a week, so maybe it just all happens here. Yeah. Couldn't see there was a big, there was a half eye roll. It happens <laughs> fast. Yeah. It happens fast here in LA, Lane Moore. Is that what happens? You get married it real can. fast? It can. Well, and also there's a thing, we say this every week when mm-hmm. we have a, I'm assuming you're single, yeah. uh, a single guest called the homophilia bump mm-hmm. and people start DMing you and stuff. Please and, yeah, do. And what's happy. great is I'm attracted to all genders. So it's just like, hit me up. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, a wide net. It is. And yet I feel extra single because of it. Like, that's like the bisexual queer dilemma. You're like, I have options for everyone. And yet I have no one. And yet. What fun. Uh, what fun. <laughs> uh, Sam Kiefer, our guest from a couple of weeks ago, uh, recently uh, texted me that he's uh, up to his neck and dicks online. Oh, uh, oh, oh wow. pictures! I, mean, I would assume pictures. Sure, sure. That was his version of the homophilia bump. Yeah, he wow. uh, he uh, has Send recently. Me all your various also, genitals, should we but introduce not like that. Sam to Lane? Maybe, maybe. Is yeah. is Sam bisexual or queer? Yes, he's, he's bisexual. bisexual. He is, uh, and I say this with love. What I believe you would call a fuckboy. <laughs> yeah, is that, is yeah that because oh, that's what I need to meet is more well, fuckboys. Yeah. You really nailed it. Would Sam be upset that I called him a fuckboy? Well, Sam, I, I love be, you. I'm kidding. This is a terrific de- opportunity for a definition for fuckboy. It's it's a a boy who's pretty much just good for fucking. Oh, I gotcha. Okay. Sam, I'm, by the way, I'm fully kidding. I, I say this with such love, and I wouldn't even joke about it. And I Sam, also, but. okay, so that, that's even funnier to me that you're like, should we have Sam fuck Lane? <laughs> well, sometimes you're fuck, just maybe. looking for fun. And by the way, he might also be looking for a relationship. But yeah, I'm I'm just guessing that he's well, maybe more of a a weekend rock. <laughs> You don't, because you don't live in LA. Oh yeah, right? yeah, true, that's true, the true. Only reason right. True. That. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I don't. So I have a different definition of fuckboy. Oh, what's oh. yours? Yeah, my definition of fuckboy because I know him because I just dated one briefly, oh. um, and told him told him he was a fuckboy before parting ways. Um, he was like, "Oh yeah," and I was like, "Yeah." Even your response of "I am" is so fuckboy, um, but. Um, just somebody who's kind of like messing with your head, who's just like doesn't really know what they want or doesn't, you know, just isn't consistent. It's just kind of it's kind of ticking you around. Oh, like, okay. that's my definition of fuckboy, where gotcha. it's just like, oh, this guy just like can't get it together. He's all over the place. He's hot. He's cold. He's like, he's fucking fuckboy. Yeah. Like, he's just, fucking around with me and with this. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's more of that than like. Than just like, oh, he's just good for sex. I think it's like a more frustrated because men hate being called that and they wouldn't hate being called that if they thought it was just, you're just good for sex. Right. I don't think men would hate that. No, you're um, right. It's more of a just like, oh, you're a fucking fuckboy. Like, you're just like, you're not to be. It's like, honestly, I feel like it's the only insult 
we've come up with that like can hurt men. Because <laughs> like women, it's like you have like slut, bitch, whore, you have all these things. But with men, it really does seem to bother them, which is like wow. kind of thrilling. Yeah. I got to remember that. I need that to have that more top of mind when I'm looking to insult someone. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's not that I want to insult you, but it's just like, it does suck that like there's so many things you can say to a woman to like hurt her deeply. Yeah, yeah. And with men, like there aren't those words that, yeah. you know, if we you don't say, really like, have He's any. a dick. They're like, yeah, they don't I'm care. Dick, they're like, man. yeah, I am. I that's, love my dick. Yeah. yeah. And you're compliment. like, you're right. Baked in there. Yeah. I think one, uh, one of the fuckboy definitions is with an I and one is with a Y. Oh, that's true. Maybe, maybe we're, that's the difference. Maybe. Between these two. I always thought it was just There's a difference a of spelling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, but yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I've, I've heard both, but I've, I've never yeah. gotten a clear definition. Of yeah. So last is. relationship was with this. It wasn't board. even a relationship. Even a, yeah, yeah. It was just like, it was just, so. it was a dude who came on super, super strong. Like he was super pretty and like, uh, you know, but was very like, it's so interesting. Cause I think. The more you get out there and the more you kind of know yourself, you realize that, like, the people who are the most, like, into themselves to a point where you're, like, are you just trying to, like, make me feel – like, you're kind of cocky. And then you're, like, oh, no, you have the lowest self-esteem. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Like, the fact that you have to keep talking about how pretty you are and, oh, how you're so tired of dating fellow models. Like, it was just, like, on a first date. Gross. Yeah. But Gross. then also yeah. just, like, talking to me like, I'm your boyfriend now. Like, just being, like, oh, what kind of house do you want? Oh, yeah. Oh, great. Well, I'll, we'll, we'll buy a house together. And I was, like, oh, my. Lesbian? <laughs> like, it's okay if you are. I date those as well. <laughs> but, like, it just was very, like, what is this? But then the pull away, the, the pull away is, is very, like, I don't know. It was just weird. Like, he he um wouldn't come to, uh he asked when, my, when one of my book signings was. And he was, like, when's, like, the big party? And I was, like, oh, it's actually tonight. And he was, like, what time? And I was, like, oh, it's at 7. And then um, he was, like, where is it? And I was, like, oh, here it is. And like two hours passed and he was like, have fun. And I was like, what? Why would you ask me? Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. All your faces are accurate. Why would you ask me all the details just to be like, enjoy it? Like, well, uh, it, I, I, my, my, this is maybe too generous uh, on the oh, side I can, of the There's more boy. to this story, but go okay, ahead. Say, well, my interpretation yeah. was that he was fishing for an invitation and you didn't fully give him one. But So, on. interesting you should say that, friend, uh-huh. because I replied to him and I was like, fuck, what do I do with this? There's part of me that just wants to like punch this dude. This is so stupid. And so I replied generously uh-huh. and was just like, you should come. Like, I feel like that goes without saying, but I'm going to say it so you know I said it. And he wrote back, oh, I would if I could, but I'm lifting weights tonight. Oh, no. <laughs> Fuck boy with an eye. Fuck boy. That's exactly. And so, and I literally wrote him back and I was like, that's the worst text I've ever received. <laughs> and he was like, he was like, saw we, I think he said saw we. It oh, just no, was no, awful. No, it was awful. No. And then, um, it just, I was just like, I, and then I think I wrote, oh, that's, this just got so fuckboy. This is what I think of a fuckboy. And then I wrote back, okay, well, I guess I'll see you in 2020 uh, at a farmer's market in Union Square somewhere. We'll just bump into each other. See you then. Because it was like, we hadn't said a, it was just so bizarre. Like, because he talked about like, oh, I'm going to take you here on our fourth date and our fifth date. And then it was like, hadn't set up a second date, wouldn't come to my book signing because he was lifting weights that night. What so is, was that the end? The, the, was your, your so then I was like, I was like, I guess we'll see him. And then he wrote back, LOL, this <laughs> LOL, phones work both ways, man. Precisely. Exactly. What the fuck, boy? (laughs) That is a fun. So it was just like there were so many things like that that were just like. This does strike me as someone that did want to be coupled with you. Totally, yeah. And was genuinely very into you and did not mean to play games, but is but has some other personality disorder that's 
that like totally it was so bizarre and finally i was just like you know what screw this dude like you just like treat me like shit at so many different instances like he he texted me and was like vote today and i was like Uh, okay i exactly (laughs) boy exactly i was like i've never not voted like what are you talking about like you know and it was just so stupid and then i i replied and i was like i was like yeah i'm on it why would you think i wouldn't and then he (laughs) said sent me a screen cap of all the people he texted that to and he goes I did that for everyone you're not special and I was like what are you okay okay did this happen in Brooklyn yeah okay there you go here's let me (laughs) me, okay but don't act like other cities are this beautiful let me me develop a theory as I'm saying it Mm -hmm. I feel like um I so I dated in the 90s in New York Right. Okay. Like I lived in Manhattan. It was relatively, I mean, you could, you could live in Manhattan. You had to have a bunch of roommates, but you can make it yeah. happen in the 1990s. Yeah, yeah. Now you can't. Now it's like, if you're in Manhattan, you have to be like making shit tons of money. Totally. So yeah. everything is gone. Even in Brooklyn, to, like you, even in Brooklyn, it depends, it depends where it is. It's slightly Brooklyn, lower yeah. and totally. it's, and it's socially acceptable to live with a bunch of people. Yeah. So you can sort of live like a person in their twenties. Yeah. Um, but you still have the excuse of like, oh, I live in New York and my life is real busy. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you can still be a flake. You could be an L.A. person and be so flaky that it drives you crazy, drives other people crazy. But you're in New York. Does that make Yes, yes, like it's, yes. It's like I, my, my vision of, of people dating in their 20s and 30s in Brooklyn is just utter chaos. It's awful. Me. It's a terrible thing. It's horrible. Like if you're – um, no one's happy. Nobody's happy. Nobody's <laughs> yeah, happy. That's the tagline for yeah. fucking. And yeah, yeah, like they have the New York lifestyle, but they're not so like super type A that they're like actually following through on the things that they're promising. And I don't you understand can still that. Be kind of I do everything I say that I'm going to do. Like I really pride myself on it. And so right. it really sucks when someone's just going to be like, and even like the day my book came out, he was just like, he was like, hey, book launch day. And I was like, are you fucking kidding? Like, why, how can you go from, like, first date just, like, saying all these super yeah. things? Like, because he texted me, you know, all these things of just, like, oh, I want to be, you know, I want to, um, I can't wait to introduce you everywhere we go as a best-selling author and when we're in coffee shops. And like, again, all this, like, super boyfriendy stuff. Yeah. yeah. And then would just, like... And you just being super supportive about everything I was doing. And he was just like, you're doing this amazing thing and blah, blah, blah. And then it was like the next day, just like nothing. And like, you know, blew me off one night, like the night of the date because he wasn't feeling well. And we texted for three hours yeah. and he could have done it sooner. I just, and it's, I'm not, you know, I, <laughs> I'm not trying to just go off on the situation, but I'm, I do think it's a very good example of a fuck boy. And even when I was just like, I don't want to talk to you anymore. This is so crappy. And like, you just make me feel so crappy and I don't understand how you were so lovely and now you're crappy and I'm just done. And he was like, what? Huh? Well, I don't know what you're talking about, but I guess you seem really upset. So I guess I upset you. I don't know. Like, and then was like, well, you know, I guess I'm not going to see you again. And I was like, what is happening? Is any of this happening with voices or is it all text? No, it's all text. See, that might be the problem. I can't imagine dating in the time of texting. No. I don't like it. You can't discern tone. Yeah. But even, you can also say crazy things that, like, maybe your heart's not really in, or or you can. But be even so, everything he's doing, there's no way that he could say it to my face and it'd be like, oh, but it's good. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, even yeah, if we yeah. were talking on the phone, he was like, I can't. I'm lifting weights tonight. Like, I, I wouldn't. There's I no wouldn't, tone. That there's makes no that tone okay. I need for that. Yeah. And trust me, I spent so much time just being like, huh, 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 and was doing all this like. You know, I don't usually date performers, so I'm really breaking a lot of like was just like convince me that you're not. All, I was just it yeah. was a lot. It was a lot. Let's let's get into pre fuckboy 
yeah. relationship experiences. Sure, sure. Like uh, what? It's like what, kind of a what are the types you traditionally go for? Physically, emotionally, what do you either? Mean? What a, whatever, whatever that. <laughs> so like, am I writing you. my dating ad now? Yeah. So that I can get a slew of dicks. Yeah. Or any any genitals. Um. Please don't send me your genitals. Um, <laughs> it's important anyone. actually to put that real to quick. Does. Yeah, if yeah, you're gonna send me, send me, you know, send me a, a Buffy collage. Send me snacks. I have a lot of food allergies. Look them up. Um, I, um, no What's your snack of choice. No genitals. Um, oh God, I don't. A, a lot of things. I don't. I'm like a very. I'm like a weirdly healthy person. Yeah. I like a lot of like. Oh, I love a kale salad. Yum. Oh, give me mm. a matcha bite. Yum. <laughs> like You're I'm not. Speaking my language. Right. Uh, yeah. I'm very like. Oh, it's super healthy. Oh, is that camu camu in it? I'm in. Like I'm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm like a goth Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> like, something there. Yeah. Well, oh, my. Oh, go ahead. No, well, I, I have a, a more macro question sure. about, uh, that will hopefully lead us into more dating stories, which is do you have a like a number on the Kinsey scale? Oh, you know if what? It's, I don't I think it's know. zero to six. Zero yeah, to how does six. that work? Six. How does that work? Like, I vaguely know, but it's like six is the gayest. Yeah. Zero I don't know is the that I can. To me, it's, it's, I don't know that I could say that because it really is just the person. That's what it is. It's really just the person, like whatever gender they come in and, you know, um, I'm kind of open to. So I can't, I can't say that. I don't know. I don't understand. I guess I have a hard time understanding or not understanding. I can understand it, but relating to people who are really firmly either one is very confusing for me. Like people who are just like, yeah, any woman, any guy. And I'm like, really? I'm so like, I'm so specifically like a, I'm a very hopeless romantic. If there was a number on the Kinsey scale for, for hopeless romantic, I'd be like a 25. Like that's what I need. That's what I want. And so it's just, I do say though, that I tend to be attracted to, like my girlfriends and boyfriends look the same. Like, what, like I what? like like with women. I like dudes who are, are, are women. I like dudes who sure. That's <laughs> the queerest thing I've said so far. Um, with women, I do like uh, a masculinity there for sure. And um, with men, I like a little bit of a softness, a little bit of like a you like you're pretty. Uh-huh, Just a little uh-huh. bit of a. There's a little. I like I like that kind of neutral, but. The way that like I want them to behave, like I always want to be the I always want to be the lady. Always. Uh, like okay. I need to be pursued. I need to be courted. Like I'm very like that's the one way that I'm like traditional and in, in, in that sort of way that I'm like, no, you will woo me over yeah. a series of months. There will be flowers, <laughs> there will be doll holding, like because I'm so I want all that rom com shit. What's what's the best wooing that you have received? Oh. Oh man. I almost just said, I've had a pretty good run. Like, I'm 90 and I'm about to die. Uh, I had some good stuff happen in my earlier years. Um, uh, um, This is like a larger story, so I'll tell an abridged version. Um, As I talk about this in in the book, it was the best Thanksgiving that I've ever had. Um, And it was uh, this guy. uh, We went on on a first date, and the first date was, was pretty good. But the second date... So good. Um, he came over on Thanksgiving because he um, lived um, he lived in New York City and his family lived nearby. And um, uh, 
uh, he knows that I spend the holidays alone and I don't love them. And that's pretty much all he knew about that. And he's like, well, why don't we do something then? And I was like, okay. And um, he was like, I'll bring you some Thanksgiving food, like, you know, and we'll we'll have a, a like a little kind of picnic. And I was like, oh, well, I have food allergies, so just don't. Like, I was very, like, ashamed of my food allergy th- at the time. I've gotten less so. But, um, and he was like, well, I'll just bring this. And I was like, no, because I kind of can't have dairy. It doesn't matter. Like, I was just so prepared for the idea that, like, I would tell him all my food allergies and be like, fuck this. Yeah. Like, I just... Because there's that, like, myth of the cool girl who is just like, I eat anything. Just give me, like, sliders mm-hmm. and a bucket of piss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm good. Like, mm-hmm, yeah. And I I am and I'm not that girl because it's like, I do like healthy stuff and I do, like, <laughs> have a sensitive digestive system. <laughs> so I felt so weird. And so he was like, Lane, just send me a list of your food allergies. And I was like, okay. And I did. And he... He went after, like, a 15-hour, like, work shift. Um, uh, He went and um, went and got this, um, like, five different kinds of, like, vegan ice cream and, like, went to this place that had, like, vegan gluten-free, like, desserts and just got this, like, array of desserts. And he brought three thermoses and there was hot cocoa, um, apple cider, and hazelnut coffee. And it was just, like, he just brought this, like, array. Like, even thinking about it, like, makes me cry. Like, I can't because it was just so sweet. And then he brought over um, he brought over some movie that was really cute and sweet. And it was just, like, I don't know. He was just like that. Like, it was – he brought me flowers, like, every single time he saw me. Like, just wow. every single time. And was, like, you know, filled his cabinets with all this food. Like, he just, like, really, like, made a space for me. And I was, like, what? who are you? What are you planning? Like <laughs> – so, you know, at the time I wasn't totally ready for that, but there was a lot of just like, yeah, he was very much just like constantly sending me stuff in the mail, just yeah. like, just thinking about you. I want to make you happy. And like, yeah. don't get me wrong. People who have read the book know that it was not all sunshine, but the stuff he did. Some solid wooing. He did some really solid wooing. And that's, yeah. and that's the problem with like the fuckboy dynamic is it's like this, the way that we're dating now is just so, and it's okay. Like that works for some people. Some people don't need any of that. I want my life to be like romantic comedy at all times. Right. I want, I want that so badly. It's just, you want it to be not so transactional. No. Yeah. <laughs> like angry. And yet, I mean, do you yeah. find that you have trouble accepting it when it comes in? Yeah. I definitely had more trouble accepting it, you know, years ago because I was still dealing with a lot of things and I didn't understand why things kind of connected the way they did in my brain and why I was afraid. But now now I only have problems accepting because I had dated somebody a while ago who really did like a serious bait and switch, which is like they were giving me everything and then were so horrible to me. So now I'm a little bit like, like that's what I was afraid of before uh-huh. is that like all this wooing was like leading up to like a punch in the face and like a murder in an alley or something. And then it was like, Oh, it's not okay. Um, and then I, you know, dated someone who it was like, oh no, this was I don't know what kind this of game is a this punch was. In the face. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um it's it's tough. And it, what's what sucks too is it's like when you have trust issues and when you've been through a lot, like with with this this fuckboy dude, what sucked is it's like so many things he did on the date were really lovely. He took me to this really cute little place. He like poured my tea for me. He held doors. It was really sweet. And so 
to also like kind of neg me and kind of make me know that like I wasn't anything. I you know, just like really sucked because you want to believe someone when they tell you those lovely things, when they do these wonderful things. And I remember he kept saying to me like, it's good, you know. I'm I'm a I'm I'm a solid dude. I'm not I'm not freaked out by, you know, how ambitious you are or whatever, whatever he said, you know. All the things they tell you they're not. Right. And you're like, oh, I don't know if I believe you. And you're like, but I wanna believe you. You know what? I'm gonna let down my walls. And then fucking three days later, I can't go to your book signing because I have to lift weights. And they're only available <laughs> at the time of your signing. Very special this weights. This is it's hard. Yeah. That is a real real, real tough text to receive. Yeah. yeah, I never want to see those words. Yeah, it's, no, it's hard on and my he didn't emotions. understand. He didn't understand. Well, I just, it's just so bizarre. I'm still a little like, just, yeah. I will never know what happened there. It's uh, real weird. It's real weird. So you're in LA now. Are you yeah. open to just like, you know, you're here for a limited time. You got a lot of exciting stuff going on. Yeah, are rush over in, to those dicks. Yeah. Are you are you involved in like? I mean, are you interested in you know a a book publishing week fling? Can you can you? <laughs> Can Elaine Moore do a flip? If it was if it was good, I think that's the hard thing, you know? It's like and I don't this might just be me, but it's like I've I have a hard time with with casual sex stuff because it's like I kind of want everything. I don't want just I don't know. I have a hard time with that. And nine times out of ten, I think um for people with vaginas, there's a real good chance. That fling's not going to be that good. Uh, That's just, it's real dark. Yeah. It's real dark. You're just like, do you eat pussy? Do you eat pussy well? Do you eat pussy emphatically? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even want anyone half-ass eating me out, okay? Yeah. I just can't. We've all, we've all been there, and it's just so like, you're like, ugh, you don't love this, and I fucking hate you for not loving this. Like, why yeah. are we even, I did stuff I didn't really want to do. Also, why don't you love this? Whatever. That's like a whole other. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't approve of that. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, the, so a good sexual relationship needs to be. Uh, it's also got to be like everything. Like I want on. all of it. I yeah. want all. I want all the things. Like for me to really, I think, have good sex with somebody, I need to think they're really funny and really kind, and they really see me, and they really value me, and they respect me, and I feel safe with them, and like I need all that shit. I don't care if it's not cool to need. I that's what I need. I just, like, I want to be so, like, just blown away by somebody. Like, that to me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, like, really impressed by somebody. I can't, I don't have that in me where I'm just, like, your face is good and your body is good also. Mm-hmm. Sex now. Yeah. Like, I don't well, have no, that. Uh, Fuckboys need not apply. I don't, can't, yo, no, fuckboys need not need apply. apply. I mean... Unless they're like really good. <laughs> what is the female <laughs> version of fuckboy? Is there a term? I think it's still fuckboy. Yeah, I think maybe that's the OI. That's okay. the fuckboy. Yeah. And have there have there been female fuckboys in your past? Yeah, yeah. I um, I'm in a band called It Was Romance, and I wrote a song called Hooking Up with Girls, and um. Literally based on that. Literally based on female fuckboys. Um and. There was, what was it? I think it was like Elite Daily. And they were just like, this is the queer hookup culture song. And I was like, I, I'm fine with that. Because there are so, like, it's just this. It's that same kind of like, I I really want to really, I really want to court you. It's this, this totally a relationship. 
But also you don't mean anything to me. And like, I don't really care. And we're just keeping this casual, right? This isn't really anything. But also I want to spend all my time with you and I want to talk to you all the time. But also like, this is just like low key, right? And like, none of this matters. It's that's that's some fuckboy behavior right there. Are you guys having different dating experiences than I am? Like, is this? We're both in long term. We've both been out of the game for a very yeah. long so time. Okay, yeah. so that's why you're looking at me just like this is upsetting. No, it is. It's dark because it is. It's Thank dark. you. It is, and it's like it sucks. You know, I don't want to be feeling, I, but I don't think anybody wants to be feeling this way. And like, I don't know. Some of the things that I write about, and like, so much with like, you know. Tinder Live and everything, it's like, is all tapping into the way things are now and just how just truly unreal yeah. things are. So congratulations, you guys, for getting out of this <laughs> real early. Just like leave like leaving a building before it caught fire. Yep. It's like what you like. Never did. looking back. Yeah. <laughs> um, can you describe Tinder Live? Yeah. I would love to. Um, so uh I've been doing uh, my comedy show Tinder Live for almost five years now. Oh, wow. um, it is, I go on my Tinder on a big projector screen and you can see my, uh, my Tinder, pro, my, yeah, my Tinder screen. Um, and what I do is um, I swipe through profiles live and oftentimes I'll have fellow comedians or musicians. I've had like Broadway stars and the cast of Orders of New Black. I've had like just all sorts of people weigh in on the profiles with me the way you would with your friends if you're swiping through. Yeah. And the audience votes if I swipe right or whether I swipe right or left. So it's really interactive. It's totally improvised. Um, Frank Conniff from Mystery Science Theater, who I love so much because I'm such an MST3K fan, um, described it as Mystery Science Theater, but with Tinder, if the movie could talk back. Because it is, like, it's just this really interactive and it's totally improvised. You don't know what's going to happen. And it's really good-natured, but it's like I play uh, a character on Tinder who's just like you know, this, this girl who's like kind of like a sorority girl and a lot of ecstasy who's like very horny and men love her. Sure. Cause she's just like, so like, what? I don't know. Huh? I'm just so horny and confused. Like that's her <laughs> and men really love her. And so, but it's very like, I only talk to the guys who are like very, like my example that I always give is like a white guy with cornrows and his name is Amen. Like that's who we talk to in Tinder Live. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's not like, it's not trolly. It's very kind. Um, but yeah, it's it's just so fun and you never know what's going to happen. And like, it's it's just, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a really surreal show and I like tour all over with it now. And it's interesting to go to the different cities and just be like, oh, what's it like in Tacoma? What's it like in Atlanta? And the answer is it's pretty much always bad. Made any good connections from like people you swiped? Dude, right yeah. On? So um, I've got on dates on tour. I'm totally open to that because uh, my hopeless romanticism is like I can find love anywhere. Like, yeah. so I've gone on on dates with with dudes who. There was a guy I did a show in um, Boston a year or so ago, and um, he was working the coat check at at the Tinder Live show at the venue. And he came up on the screen and someone was like, he works here. And I was like, well, well, he's hot. Okay. And I swiped right. And at the end of the night, a bunch of people, after they went and got their coats, came up to me and they were like, they were like, dude, he like, he's been trying to match with you. Your profile hasn't come up yet. Like, but you should go talk to that guy. And I was like, oh, that's really funny. Whatever. Not going to do anything. Who cares? And later that night, he, he came out and was like, hey, how's it going? I heard I was on the show and I was like, yeah, I was like, I was like, oh, it's too bad we didn't match. And he was like, yeah. And like, I thought that was kind of it. And I'm talking to other people after the show. And then he, <laughs> he came over to me and he just said, it was so sweet. He just went, hey, just so you know, I'm like a really good guy. 
And I was like, mm-hmm. what? Come on. You little freaking cutie. So we went on a date that night and it got so weird. But <laughs> a lot of things were revealed. Um, but, you know, but I'm open to it. Like, I don't know. Like, same thing. Like, if I met someone while I was out here, like, I'll probably end up back here again. It's like, yeah. you know, LA is, it's like, it's a sister city to New York. It's fine. So I've definitely had that. There was a guy in Minneapolis who came up on the show and um, he had these really sweet pair of, uh, of bell bottoms. And I just spent the whole show trying to steal his jeans and like not let him know I was trying to steal his pants. And at a certain point he was like, stop trying to steal my jeans. And I was like, I'm sorry. My boobs are just so huge. I don't know. <laughs> and, and he was, and so after the show, I was like, dude, you were on Tinder live and um, you know, you're really cool. So I just want to tell you, like, you seem really lovely. And he was like, oh my God, that's so awesome. I'm like, yeah, you're definitely like weird, but it, you were funny. So I liked it. We became Instagram friends and he would like ask me like when he had like a crush on a girl, he'd be like, what should I do? And when I had a crush on a dude, I'd ask him like, what should I do? And then recently, yeah, his band came into town and he was like, do you want to come see my band play? And I was like, totally. And so, you know, that was that and other things. Yeah. <laughs> right. But what a beautiful, weird story where it was yeah. like we were friends for like, you know, eight months and it's like, we're still, it's like, he was like, where can I buy your book? And I'm like, I'm going to do it. And I was like, what a weird, beautiful thing. But like, I'm open to all that. So there's no just like, yeah, there's, there's definitely an openness to that. There've been people who've been on Tinder Live who have been like, I think I'd actually date you. What is this? Like, that's not supposed to happen on this show, but yeah. sometimes it does. Which is nice. Still single, though. Very single. Very single. (laughs) The very single Lane Moore. Oh, boy. (laughs) The the book is How to Be Alone. It is in stores now. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to read it. Yeah. Yeah. Lane Moore, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. Enjoy your stay. Yeah, I will. I will. Enjoy your, uh, your homophilia bump. Yeah, I will. And I'll enjoy my, I mean, you guys got to get on it because according to my own prophecy, I'll be married by next week. Yep. No. So please just DM <laughs> now. Chop, it's running out. Chop, chop. <laughs> Thank you, Lane. Thank you. Folks. Lane Moore. Lane Moore. Lane Moore, Lane Moore. Book in stores. How to be alone. Buy it. Read it. Learn it. Live love it. it. Live it. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Dana. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Ben, for the music. Oh, thank you, Ben, for the music. Listen, I mean, this is now Thanksgiving weekend. Yes. Uh, I hope you're having a restful one. I hope everyone uh, has spilled out of the city that you're in right now and gone back to wherever they came from so mm-hmm. you're not dealing with traffic. No. Or families. Uh, anyway, yeah, I hope you're uh, giving thanks for all of it. Uh, we give thanks for you. Uh, have a great rest of your weekend. Bye-bye. Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point, and we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> 
Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I mean, Jazos. <laughs> Ruler of the eighth circle. And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.